Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John, JJ Flawless, the fastest hitter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking to Todd Pieri, COO at Aquastar Pool Products. And returning to our podcast, today is Jamie Novak, Director of Branding and Communications at Aquastar Pool Products. Today, we're talking about the famous pipeline filters. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming an initiative of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, SPPA, Blu-ray Excel, Pivot Pool Products, and Aquastar Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. How you doing? I love it. Doing great. Having a great time uh, getting to hang out with Todd and Jamie and really learn about Aquastar products. And they have a lot of cool stuff that we're going to get into today. I do have to say, I finally got to see Studio A, John. Got to get the tour yesterday and what an amazing place. And I know that's where the business training that's coming up, the finance class is going to be. So I think that everyone that's going to attend is going to have a really amazing time there. And I'm really excited to hear how it goes for everyone. I have a bone to pick right off the top of this podcast. Like, I'm just going to drop it. I'm going to go to our Insta chat. So big shout out to Steve Barnes, Janie, Howard. Typical thing, John. Hi, John. And then I get somebody over here that says, hi, John. And then they say, hi, Zach. Where's Edgar? I mean, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing? I think they're poking fun at me, John. They, they know now that that's my... Absolutely. Absolutely. It's on purpose. They found your weak spot. And they're poking at it. He's going to be thinking about that all day long. He, look, he acts like he's joking around, but he's seriously, <laughs> he's developed a complex over it. He even called me up one time when it first happened. He's like, do you really think they don't like me, John? Oh, you know, who couldn't like, like Edgar? Uh, you know, and I'm like, oh man, they love you. They just want to say hi to us. And with you, they just feel intimidated because they kind of get like starstruck. Yeah. And they don't want to <laughs> engage with the mighty Edgar and his fabulous hosting abilities and they don't want you to call them out on the live show. I think that's what the problem is. Yes. Here's the trick with that guys is you know why John has brown eyes, right? Because you're full of shit, shit. buddy. (laughs) You're you're just full of shit. So right there with you, buddy. (laughs) Anyways, John, how you doing? Doing great. And to be honest, I feel a little left out. I really wish I was there with you guys. You got FOMO? To me, it motivates me, right? And I'm like, I just can't wait for the next one. And I can't wait for all of us to be there. I mean, last we did the podcast when I flew out to Texas earlier this month and it was you and I and Zach was remote. And then now it's you and Zach and I'm remote. But next time, I promise, especially if Todd and Jamie decide to come back out, that I'll fly out there just for the podcast so we can sit down and we can do it all live out there in the studio. We could chop it up and 
and eat some good food because I'm sure Edgar's a great host. I was when, just going to say, people... I think you want to come out for the food more than hanging I, out I with do, us. I do. <laughs> From what I I've do. learned over the past few days. <laughs> I eat and I love to eat. I believe variety is a spice of life yeah. and I love trying different things and trying different places. And if you think Edgar took you out and fed you well, just wait till you're in company with me. That's we a challenge. Will. Yes. There, sure. there was some good barbecue last night. Ooh. Oh, you, where'd you guys go to Tenders? Tenders. Yeah. But we also yeah, have to shout out our good. friends at Summer Moon. Oh, coffee. isn't that oh my good God. stuff? Mm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I wish I was there, but I'm glad I'm still here. I'm looking forward to this podcast. Jamie, Todd, I know you guys personally. We've talked multiple times. I think you two are great people. And what we're about to talk about on this podcast, especially, and we kind of hinted a little bit before we went live, is some of the new innovating products that you guys are bringing out. And all bullshit aside, to me, it's a breath of fresh air to see a, a bigger manufacturer or a known name out there innovating and changing the way we look at things before in the past, because I feel that we've, as an industry, we've become somewhat complacent and just satisfied with okay or good enough. And I can see from the products that you guys are going to deliver and putting out, you're pushing that envelope. I know it's not easy, especially for a company and for a manufacturer to take chances or to do stuff like that, but it's the most rewarding if you, if you knock one out of the park. And I think especially with these pipeline filters, you guys did just that. So I'm looking forward to having the conversation with you guys. And yeah, that's about it. I'm, nice I'm actually intro. Thank you. Yes. You like that, I right? Like that, yes. I mean it. I, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I know a you don't BS, yeah. Yeah, I mean it. And it's true because I live it every single day. I'm out in the field. And I'm busting my ass just like everybody else that's on this podcast listening. You guys know the grind. And to know that there's products or things coming down the pipeline. Pun intended. Uh, no pun intended or pun intended, right? It's impressive. He's good. Um, he's, he's good. good huh? He's good. Yeah. Right? Are being created to make our jobs easier or to make it just just a little bit easier for us is exciting. So, And I think um, the pipeline filter is going to be a little bit disruptive, if I may use that word. I agree 100%. And I think you need to do that. For the better. For the better. A good deal. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's a buzzword, Todd. Come on. Disruptive. <laughs> so, so, Todd, good morning. John, good morning. How are you doing? Very good. How are you? We're glad to have you. Thank We're you. super excited to have you. Jamie. Hi. How are you? Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, how did you enjoy this time versus the last time? This is a lot of fun. Lots of good food. I'm not sure my pants are going to fit when I get home, but really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. We're super excited to have you guys here. We've had a great time. We'll talk about that during the podcast. Let's jump in, guys. So for everybody out there, if you have some questions, you know what to do. Go to poolnation.com, press that button, submit questions up at the top. John, we got a, one that I got to forward to you. And the other thing is that we're holding our first financial business class in person in Texas. And we're going to talk about understanding business metrics, financials, your cost of service. And it's going to be a party up here in Texas, John. So in case you want to take a flight, you might want to book that. Today's shout out goes to all those pool pros that are coming out to the class. And that's Chad and Christina from Stellar Pools in Texas. Brett and Jordan, they're coming up from San Antonio. Corey's coming from San Antonio. Josh, True Blues, he's coming all the way from Austin. Our boy, Benny, from our peer-to-peer is coming up. He's all the way in Atlanta, Georgia. Jeanette is out here. She's coming about an hour and a half from here. We got Chris and Cindy out from the neck of the woods where Zach is at. And we also have Kelly from Dedicated Pool Service out from California coming in. So big shout out to all of you guys. We're super excited for next week and we are ready for you. 
The last thing before we jump in, I want to talk about the nominations for the Pool Pro Magazine, 30 Under 40. They're open. Go to poolpromag.com. Submit those nominations, guys. Those are important. Let's recognize those people that are important into the industry. So I'm going to interrupt there. Shameless plug. Somebody nominated a wonderful person by the name of Mama Flawless. So to anybody out there listening, make sure you vote for her, please. Love it. She deserves it. <laughs> hey, you know, second shameless plug. You forgot one of your favorite followers, my mom. Shout out to my mom. She is on there? I'm she's sure she's, on here? she's somewhere. And if she's not, That's she has awesome. good reason. So oh she is like your God. biggest fan. So Since we did the live, it's fantastic. Oh, how the boy's doing. Love it. We should have had her come out. Please, no. We should have had her come out. We need her on this podcast. There's a lot of information, Todd, that we need to get. Yeah. From her. So, and another big shout out for everybody out there that's listening on the live. Matt Mann, I appreciate it. He's like, Edgar's my boy. I appreciate it. Glacier Pools out there. Steve says, Edgar, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you. See, somebody recognizes John. Now now we're talking. I'm telling you. Steve getting a t shirt in the mail when this is over. Yes, I'm sending him shirts, stickers, all that kind of stuff. So, Gary, big shout out to you too. Maria's on here, Jeanette. Hey, Maria's Maria. on here. So big shout out to you, Maria, out there. So anyways, big shout out to everybody. Let's get this party started because I think we have a lot of things to talk about. Jamie, let's start with you. I know that you were on our podcast before. A lot of people know you, but we have so many listeners, new listeners. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the pool industry? Sure. My name is Jamie Novak, Director of Branding and Communications for Aquastar. And I started in the pool industry now 17 years ago. I started out working for another equipment manufacturer and was there for a couple of years and then transitioned to the chemical side of the business where I was for the past about 12 and a half years before joining the Aquastar team last year. So um, always working in a variety of roles of sales and marketing. So I think the cool thing about being on the marketing side of the business now is that I understand the field perspective. I've been in retail stores, I've been in service companies, I've been out to pool builds. And so kind of bringing that field perspective to the marketing team of how you position things and your messaging and all that fun stuff is it's a good kind of niche way to go about it. And it's not typical for a lot of marketers to have done sales before they get into the marketing side. So uh, I love that part about my experience and just meeting new people every single day is so much fun like you guys. But yeah, that's kind of my quick background. I know I did a a very extensive marathon episode with you guys. I think we might still hold the record for longest episode of all time when the girls and I were on. But yeah, I'm actually based in Bel Air, Maryland. Not a lot of people know that. Aquastar is out of the Ventura, California area. So I kind of call myself bi-coastal, but I really am based on the East Coast. So that's a little bit about me. I have a son who's 14 named Christopher. I'm sure I'm embarrassing him just by saying that. Yeah, my dog Maisie, she's not here, obviously. The last one she popped her... Her nose in the door a couple of times. So good to be here. So you're doing the branding and marketing. Can you kind of go into a little bit more detail of what that role looks like and entails as being a part of Aquastar and doing it? Yeah, absolutely. So Aquastar is one of those companies that in the past, a lot of people associated Aquastar with drain covers because they're a leader in that space, but didn't really know what else the company was up to. So when Todd and I talked and I came on board over a year ago now, it was really how do we get the word out that we are doing so many more cool and exciting things. And being an American-based company, an American-made company, it was really exciting for me to kind of be able to get in there and tell our brand story and talk about what we're doing and what we're up to. 
obviously knowing what was coming with getting more into equipment and the filter especially. So day-to-day is just ensuring consistent messaging across all of our platforms, trying to communicate things in a simple way, but be comprehensive. So, you know, there's a lot of new information that we're getting out there, especially about these filters, which we're going to get into, that's kind of changing the way people look at things that we've done for a long time. Consistency, your brand image, trying to make sure that we're out in front of people and they're thinking about Aquastars. Now, that's a big part of it, handling our digital media, our e-blasts with fine folks like you guys. It's been a lot of fun. I have such a fun job, so it's really fun every day. And I do have to say, John, she's very good at her job. Thank you. So beforehand- She speaks so fluently and perfect. It's awesome. I got the call and, hey, can we have a chat? And she had a list of everything that we were going to do and the videos that she wanted to do and what we were going to say and how we were going to do them and how we were going to time them. And so she, you have been by far out of all the people that we've had, the one that was prepared, the one that knew what she wanted to deliver. And when we got in that studio, it was fun because we were able to kind of throw all the work over to Todd, yes, right? We enjoyed the, the time and just kind of threw it all to Todd. It's like, Todd, do your thing. I feel like his agent and, and Steve Barnes as well, who is absolutely fantastic and does a lot of, of work for us out there in the field. I feel like their manager and I have the fun part of setting it all up and saying like, go get them guys, have fun. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's a difference. You can talk to a lot of people or other reps or employees of other companies. And when they speak to the company or when they speak to a product, you can tell that it's a memorized talking point when they're talking to you about it. And it sticks out when you speak natural and it's just like in conversation and you can apply it to certain situations. And I've been thoroughly impressed, Jamie, from the very beginning, when you when you talk about your company, you're very passionate about it. And it's infectious, right? And it makes you want to learn a little bit more about what you're talking about. And that goes with anybody out there listening. If you're representing something, just like a business owner, and you, if you're talking about your company and why somebody should hire you, or if you don't make them feel good about it or make them feel like you're convinced, then it's going to be a hard sell. Yes. When you speak to it, it's very natural. And the same thing with Todd too. And I remember at the Western show, we were, we were sitting there, we were talking about the pumps and I'm listening to him talk and he, it's just like real world, right? No thinking, no, let me get that answer for you. Or I think it's this, or I think it's that it's just straight. This is what it is. And this is why it's good for you and, and why we think it's going to better your business and better your game. Anyways, like I said, it's just real refreshing to hear that coming from the manufacturer side or from the representative side of the industry. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. I did come from radio promotions, believe it or not. In college, I did work for a radio station doing promotions. And I think energy is so important. If I'm not excited about what I'm talking about, why should you be? I mean, this is my exactly. job and my livelihood. I should be excited about it. So I appreciate that you recognize that. For sure. So Todd, tell us a little bit about yourself and the journey that you've had in this industry. Yeah. My name's Todd Pierre, CEO of Aquastar Pool Products. I grew up in small town, Northern Indiana. 22 years and then migrated my way to the West Coast, uh, where I, by accident, walked into a distribution location in Southern California looking for some hourly work uh, while I would look for a quote-unquote real job. And the company at the time just started a program for college graduates. And I was asked if I was would be interested. And this was 2003. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Because I had nothing, Right. I had nothing but the clothes of my car and moving to the West Coast. And two weeks later, I was hired on with that company and I was with them for seven years. And it was Pool Corp. Ended up 
managing a location for a few years. And then Aquastar came around. We started buying product from them and I got to know Wade Nuloff really well. And I approached them and said, hey, what do you what do you think about a West Coast sales manager? And Nuloff said after two interviews, absolutely. So that was middle of 2010. So I've been uh, with the company now since then. So a lot of different roles. Started as a West Coast sales manager, morphed into the national sales manager, vice president of sales, and now the uh, COO of the company. Been an amazing run. I had, I had no idea I would end up in the pool industry, but now I can't get out. I love That's it. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Once you once you get in, it. you never get out. Well, you know how many stories by accident yeah. is like the opening line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% by accident. Like really? you, Oh, my God. There was not even... I was more corporate retail sales and just a completely different world. Corporate retail in. sales. That's interesting. Yeah. And it was it just a completely different world. And I finally just said, F it. And I'm going to do something for myself. I don't want to work seven days a week, 80 hours a day. I mean, 80 hours a week, seven days a week. And I'm just like, whatever. And we were, I was literally just driving. And I said, what can I do? And I started opening up my eyes. I don't want to get off subject here, but, and I never noticed it before because we never had a pool before, but I started seeing a bunch of trucks with pool poles or pool companies. And it's kind of like when you just buy a car and you've never had before and you've never used to see it, but now that you own it, you see it everywhere. Kind of like the same thing. And then on my way home, we saw like 17 pool trucks and it was like maybe a 10 mile drive. And I was like, wow, well, obviously there's something there. Let me look into it. If they can do it, I can do it better. And then it just started from there. And then I did my little research, but it's funny how it works. And I would have never thought in a million years I'd be in the pool industry yet. Here I am. And I don't ever see me getting out of it because I absolutely love it. I love it. Call me crazy. My accident with how it started was with a vice president of Pool Corp was my last interview. I sat down and, you know, he's the vice president of Pool Corp and he had been with major companies before. And he basically gave me a five minute spiel of his background and said, at the end, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Don't BS me. And I was like, okay, like this is going to go real well. And his first question out of his mouth was like, he said, so what do you know about pools? And I was like, okay, the, the interview is over. Like, <laughs> and my answer back to him was I've swam in one before. And it actually, the interview, it, it turned out well. And here I am today. So um, right. yeah, they were, it was pretty wild. I mean, they were looking, that program is great. They're looking for kids that they can train and mold and bring into the industry. We need that young in inflection into our industry. So it, it's a great program. I think I had more experience than you starting then because I had at least had to clean my own pool oh. growing up. So no, nope. I had swam in them. That's it. That's crazy. <laughs> a, little bit of, a little bit of leverage I've got there now. Yeah. <laughs> so Todd, what are, so you're the COO of the company. So what are some of your day-to-day responsibilities as a COO? First and foremost is just to keep everybody on the right track. I mean, it, we have such an incredible team. I mean, we're able to hire people like Jamie, like Olaf, the owner is, he is amazing when it comes to, if we can find talent, we're bringing it in. So getting those guys in the right line and focusing on the, the correct thing is not crazy difficult because they're very self-motivated. It's putting out a lot of fires during the day. It's, you talked about earlier about financials, like reviewing the financials, getting our PNL online. I know we'll talk about that a little bit, but making sure everything is in line. We're spending money in the right spots and we're getting the ROI that of what Olaf is investing in the company and investing in us. There's a lot of days that I walk in that I don't know. I have a plan and the script never pans out, but it's a lot of fun. We're, we're growing really fast. We're acquiring a, a lot of talent, acquiring 
a lot of assets to make these new products go. And so that's a big deal. We just put together a, a hundred thousand square foot warehouse with 15 molding machines and infrastructure to assemble. And so for the last year and a half, that's been a big deal. And yes, we did it. We put that warehouse together in about a year. What those guys accomplished back there is pretty amazing in, in the short amount of time. All in Ventura. All in right Ventura. Here. Yeah. Ventura. We have about nine buildings total. This newest building, they were all within a two square mile radius of each other. We got so lucky finding this new building. It all came together beautifully. And it's an amazing, amazing awesome. property. So John, just to let you know, Todd did say that he was going to fly all of us out there and that we would do a tour of it and that he would get even this little cart for you so you could drive around the look, whole place. Every time we, look, every time we have guests on, right, you always say that, but yet it's yet to happen. because oh, nobody, nobody wants you to go out there. Afterwards, they go, we'll, we'll have you go, and Zach, but not John, guy. not John. <laughs> dude, keep that dude away. No, we'll do it because the fun part about being there is you get to see everything from napkin concept to finish. I mean, we do everything in-house. We're yeah. completely vertically integrated. So being able to listen to the engineers and watch how they design the tools on their computers. And then we go to tool making, which we have our own tool making machines there. We have our own tool makers. We have, it's kind of a dying breed in this this country, but we were so fortunate. We have seven tool makers that have 30 years experience. Like, and they're incredible. And that's completely invaluable. Like you don't find that anywhere. And to have that all under the same roof or within two square miles of each other, we bring a lot of people through and when we walk out, it's funny, I, I get the comment, I will never give you crap for having to pay $2 for a flesh mount eyeball anymore. Because they see how it's made. They're like, I had no idea. They think it just, here it is. Here's your eyeball. Yeah, it's a it's, full day tour to see it, all of the facilities and all the components. Yeah, Olaf has put together an amazing business and an amazing team. Can you talk a little bit more about Aquastar as a company? Because just since I've been here, I mean, I've known of you guys and I've been in it a little bit, but just hearing from you, it's like much more than what the average person would think. Yeah. And you talk about passion and the passion oozing out and Olaf is the most passionate man you'll ever meet. He and, does not uh, sleep. We're pretty no, convinced. Yeah. No, does not. <laughs> How you get things and, done. Yeah. yeah. And he grew up, his dad was a toolmaker, so he grew up in the trade and once he got done with college... He started manufacturing products overseas and in different countries, and he decided he wanted to bring the uh, manufacturing in-house to the States and wanted to find a niche business that he could make products in. In 2002, the company was inked, and they had the foresight of seeing VGBA coming. And none of the other plastics manufacturers or the drain cover manufacturers saw that. So founded in 2003. It was a grind for them for the first five years because distribution's looking at them going, we have flesh mount eyeballs. We have drain covers. What are you guys doing? Like literally, they were asking, what are you doing? And they're like, we're going to be a big deal and you're going to need us. Promise you. When VGB hit end of 2008, 2009, Aquastar had 15 solutions for the field when the major manufacturers had none or one. They went from... 24 hours shipping to 17 weeks lead time overnight. That's how many orders they got. And then it exploded. He built infrastructure. And then he started looking at, he's a very forward thinker. And he started looking at the equipment pad going, man, it seems like we're a little behind. He's into boating. He's very passionate about boating. So the technology that comes along with that is very impressive and very forward. He was like, this is a great opportunity. And it's something that we can do here in the States and something that we can control. 
I think that's where the quality of the product plays through too, is because we control everything in-house. And I think a lot of it is just finding those little things that are always a problem with whatever was existing on the market and making it just a little bit better. So like the water stop technology to help prevent leaks. Those are little things. They seem little, but they're so big when it comes to the user experience that Aquastar does a great job of finding those solutions. Yeah, that's where he was brilliant because he listened to the field. He was like, okay, you're the best contractor you're the best applicator, you're the best service tech, like, give me what you want. What can I build that will solve a problem for you? And that's the way we operate today. When you look at all of our products, everything has field influence, industry influence into it. I talked a little bit about it at the beginning, but as far as your pipeline filter, I'm truly stoked about it because one of the biggest problems is complacency, I believe, in the industry. And when you have a product that is decades old in technology, it's easier for a manufacturer to say, hey, look, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And it's frustrating us as service technicians. And you touched on it, Todd, in saying what you guys do as far as getting information from the people out in the field and saying, what can we do to make things better? Well, when it comes down to filters, there's a lot of things that could be better that a lot of us have express concerns. And I'm not going to name names or manufacturers out there. There have been some manufacturers that have done things differently and changed a couple things here and there. But there are some of the most basic things that have been a pain in the ass for all of us that some manufacturer or manufacturers just refuse to do anything about just because for whatever reason. But you guys looked at that product and something that wasn't necessarily in your wheelhouse at the beginning and said, hey, Yes, this is a market where these big three have huge market share in and it works, but we're going to take this product and we're going to make it better. Let's be game changers. So can you kind of walk through that process and what made you guys decide to say, hey, I'm going to take this on? And we're not talking about a small little thing. We're talking about, for instance, like filters, right? And it's the heart of every system, not necessarily the heart, but you know, it's one of the biggest, most important pieces of equipment on that pad. And without it, you can't really have a swimming pool. Nope. Gotta have it. You gotta have it. So talk to me about that path that you guys took and why you decided to be so bold and to just change the way we look at filters and why. Yeah. When you talk about complacency, I mean, look no further than the filter, right? We've been dealing with the same filters for years in our industry. We started this project on the entire pipeline line about five years ago. And we've always had the vision, especially when Steve Barnes came on board a while back, we always had the vision of we want to move water in and out of a pool in an efficient way and in a safe way. And that seems reasonable. When we look at the filter specifically, we brought in everybody's filter and we tested it hydraulically. We tested it for burst performance. And and then we went to the field and we said, what don't you like about these filters? And it was, I mean, the checklist relative to what we did to our filter is long and there are a lot of changes in it. And we looked at cartridge filters specifically. I mean, we could have gone out and rested on our brand and built a filter just like everybody else, right? And just went out and sold our brand. But that's not what we do. And we always, when we bring something to the table in the pool industry that is already in the industry, we're trying to make it better. So we looked at the filter, we looked at basic hydraulics and cartridge filters and I don't want to bash everybody else, but I mean, it was terrible, right? The basic hydraulics are bad. 
are they bad because you don't know that what you don't know? But we saw that there was a better way. And then the footprint was a big deal. We look at these things, they're huge, they're cumbersome. We didn't see a reason that, that it needed to be that big. And then the number one aspect, again, going back to the safety, was safety. Filter separations are still the number one injury in our space. So that was the first and foremost was, okay, we need to make this filter accessible. We need to make it safe to get into and easy to get back together, right? So we cut down the filter cleaning times, makes the service tech's job a lot easier. And then we looked at the elements. We were pulling elements out of cartridge filters that were half dirty, or half clean, however you want to look at it, or a quarter, right? And we're looking at the way the water is flowing through the system. We're like, well, yeah, this makes sense why only half of this element is dirty. We can fix this too. We went with that uniform, and that's why it's called a pipeline filter is because we went with that uniform pipe cylinder body so we could get proper flow. And that increased the hydraulics. There's so many things in there that increased the hydraulics to what it is, and we're out kicking even the biggest filters in our industry. I mean, the major things were safety, hydraulics, and cleanability. We looked at cartridge filters, and you guys aren't, we looked at the NSF test, and we're like, you're not, we're moving water through here. We're not cleaning it. They allow five passes on a turbidity test. I think we'll talk about that in a little bit, right? But we looked at that, and like, well, DE passes in one pass, like, why can't we build a cartridge filter that does the same thing? And we looked at that as the next big energy suck on the equipment pad. We're moving water through it. We're not cleaning it. Makes no sense. So I have to say, perfect. <laughs> the timing on this trip for me couldn't have been more perfect because I've spent the last week or two weeks in the field and I literally spent all week cleaning filters, right? And <laughs> that I'm is not good timing for us to talk to you. <laughs> I, I walk in, right? And I meet you guys and I think I'm there three minutes and we're already talking yeah. about the filter and yeah. you're showing it me. And the first thing that pops in my head is, if I had one of these on every pool, everyone on my team immediately becomes a filter cleaner. Whereas right now, it takes training. You have to learn all the little tricks. You have to learn all the little things to do to get it to seal up. And, and then the safety aspect of it. The last thing I want is them to botch up a band clamp and then have it blow open on them. So that, to me, is really exciting. I mean, it is really easy to use, and I think anyone could do it. Now, you just kind of touched on it, but can you kind of talk about the term, heard the term pipeline-based technology? Mm -hmm. what, what do you mean by that? We looked at these belly filters or balloon filters that are in the industry today, and we noticed that when you do pull these elements out, that they are half dirty. And when we started looking at why, why aren't we using these all the elements? Why aren't we using all the square footage that we're buying? We look at the pipes coming in and you look at the belly of those filters and where the water's entering and the debris gets up to the belly and that's it, right? And it makes sense, right? It's inefficient. We don't make plumbing belly-shaped. We make plumbing uniform so we can move water through it efficiently. So looking at that and then the fact that we are injection molders and we looked at a combination of being able to assemble this in a quick fashion and then also that uniform cylinder is so important it's so basic, but it's so important for moving water through and around the element in a uniform way, meaning the debris is going to get around the element in a uniform way. So that's kind of where the pipeline came from. Like it's, we have engineers that came in from outside the space and they're looking at some of the stuff we do in the industry and they're like, just like, man, that is, there's no hydraulic efficiency in that. What, why are, why is the industry doing this? And we look at them and go, you know what? You're right. 
let's go the other way. And it's the filter itself is very unassuming. It's not in your face. It's really simple. But I mean, so is plumbing, right? Plumbing is very simple and it's very hydraulically efficient. You mentioned a smaller footprint and that to me, and I was telling you guys, that is yeah. awesome. That's what I'm looking for because that, you know, as the industry is changing, there's more technology coming out. There's supplemental sanitizers and things like that. And it's like a lot of the problem being a service provider that comes in after the fact is we have no room to do anything. Right. We have very little room to work with. I don't know the exact, but it looks like it's like half the footprint, not the base necessarily, but the width of it. And it gives mm-hmm. you a lot more room on the pad. And the bigger one's just taller. So it's still going to have that same footprint. And we've gotten some great before and after pictures of people that have made that change and just the space that they're saving. It's, it's fantastic. And it looks cleaner as well. Yeah. And the size lends itself back to what you said. Like every one of my service techs can now clean a filter. And I mean, the pool is only as clean as your filter, right? So let's keep these these filters clean. Let's give you a filter that you can do it easily if you'd like and do it more often if you'd like. And you give the homeowner a better product. That's what we're all striving to do, right? The homeowner has a great experience with a pool and has a great product and it's not expensive to run. They're going to talk well about it and the neighbor's going to put one in and then the neighbor's going to put one in. Now, if you build them a pool that's hydraulically inefficient and it's dirty all the time and it costs them a lot of money, you're not going to get good reviews. So the industry needs these products to move it forward and create a great product for the people that are paying for it. That's awesome. John, you alive back there? I'm alive. No, I'm listening. I'm, I'm, in I'm a trance. I see you I just am. staring over here like, and, yeah. and, and this is John, by the way, you can watch John. And when John sits, John's a listener. He'll sit there and his eyes just like fix in. And he's just like, you could just watch him like taking in all the information. I am. I am a listener. So every time, if something's worth my attention, I do pay attention. So I always say, watch what you say, because I won't forget what you said. If I'm not paying attention is one thing, but if I'm actually listening, I'm again, it all comes down to what I talked about earlier. And it's refreshing and it's exciting to hear this shit. You know, we're just trying to make it easier and better, not just try to sell more products. Of course, the ultimate goal for any business, it's not a nonprofit or a charity. You want to be able to be successful, but you're doing it in the right way by trying to innovate a product and something as simple or as old as the filter. And we look at it like, oh, you know, well, I don't know. That's just the way it is. That's how it's. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Such a dangerous and it's statement. Like, and it's ballsy that you guys are doing that. And I think you guys deserve all the credit in the world. And I hope it's extremely successful. And I think the biggest challenge period is changing the mentality, right? Yeah. That we've all been just jaded with, right? That it's like, no, smaller isn't better. Bigger is always better. And I can't see this filter that's 200 square feet or 300 square feet or 250 square feet or whatever outperform a filter that's 580 or 520 square feet or 400 square feet. But if you look at technology in general, as it gets better and it gets more efficient, it gets smaller. You know, look at your computer. It used to be a big lug of a thing. And well, look at our heaters. Look at the heaters. Yeah, the industry. For sure. (laughs) For sure. I I was feeding you guys that one. (laughs) Smooth. But in, so, in the, the hydraulics of the system are the numbers, we're out hammering the field with our, the hydraulics relative to the bigger units on the market. And they're not our numbers. You can't bring a filter to the industry unless it's certified by a third-party lab. And NSF certifies all the commercial filters in our space. These are NSF numbers. They're not our numbers. And they make you publish them. So there's a video with Steve Barnes where he talks about the filter outperforming filters twice its size. Yeah. How is that possible? 
So again, back to the basic hydraulics and the belly shape filters that you see, we can't move water through those in a uniform fashion. When you look at our, we're going to call it our our PLF 27,000, that's the part number for it because we're going with gallonage relative to what size of pool you have instead of giving you a square footage and letting you try to figure it out. That 27,000 denotes that the filter can handle a commercial pool 27,000 gallons or less. That's what it's rated at per NSF. The 35,000, the PLF 35,000 is 35,000 gallons. Of public pool. Public pool. Public what about residential? So residential, when we start looking at eight-hour, 10-hour turnovers, which everybody publishes, we start moving into crazy numbers of gallons that we can handle, 50,000 gallons for the small one, 75,000 gallons for the big one. We didn't want to go to the market with those numbers because we thought we'd really scare everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We knew. Ease into it. (laughs) Yeah. When you go back, you asked the question about hydraulics. And when you look at our 27,000 residentially, our max flow rate is 150 GPM. Our 35,000, our max flow rate is 200 GPM. Now let's take the, I won't name names, but let's take the 400 square foot and the 500 square foot that are in the market. There's a, there's a company out there that their max flow rate residentially is 150 on both of them. Bigger's better, but their flow rates are the same. It makes no sense. We made a bigger filter and our flow rate went up because we did it in a hydraulic efficiency way. So what we do with water moving in the base of that filter and moving out the base of that filter, we move that water up that pipeline in a uniform fashion that allows the entire space of that 200 square foot cartridge element that's in there to be used. And then we took the core and we opened up the core 70% more than the competitors that we see out there. Like, well, open area is far better for hydraulics and water efficiency. And then we looked at the element itself. We went out and we found who we felt made the best media, right? Pleco makes our element. So we found the best media. We didn't necessarily agree with their designs. So we designed our own element and we asked them to make it. And they gave us parameters with what we could work in. So our idea was to make the pleats longer, make the element wider, and then eliminate pleats. So we could actually use all of the square footage all the way back to the core. We all have taken out elements in the back pleats are all packed together and it never gets dirty back there because you can't use it. It's like taking a Kleenex box and opening it up and laying all the Kleenexes on the ground and saying, well, this is my square footage, but then you put them back in the box and you can't use that. It's not usable square footage. So you'll hear us talk about usable square footage a lot. So that helped with the hydraulic performance as well. And then when we start coupling all of those things together, our pressures start going down exponentially. So on our 27,000, at 150 GPM, we are at four PSI on a filter gauge, four, when we are almost three times better than our competitors out there. You look at a 400 or a 500 square foot filter, they're at 11 PSI. We're at four. They have a 400 square foot filter. Why wouldn't they be outperforming us hydraulically, right? They never addressed it. The manifolds are tough. They slow water down. The belly shape slows water down. That's where, when we came in, that's exactly what we wanted to address. And then the core was very big. And like I said, moving water through it in a uniform fashion is the most important thing. And that's where you get the ability to clean water with the entire element. So usable square footage in the element. 
The other thing is I have Steve Barnes over here. He's, he's watching the, the <laughs> Facebook hey, Live, so big shout out, Steve. But the PLF 27000 has the same NSF flow rating as the 520. More important, the PLF starting PSI at the flow rate is seven PSI lower than the 520. That's insane, John. That's the 27000. That's yeah, the small the 27, one. Yeah, the 27000, the small one. That, that's just absolutely insane. In the difference cleaning 520 filters, right? Yeah. And cleaning. God, <laughs> and cleaning, and here's, you know, here's the filters. next question. Let me ask this because somebody jumped on here. What about the cleaning? Does it need to be cleaned four times as often? No, 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 no. And I'm glad they asked that question because we get that all the time. Your pressures on your filter gauge move when the usable square footage in your element gets clogged up with debris, right? So let's say that 400 square foot is will be generous, and they're saying they're using half of their square footage. So now they're back down to where we are with our 200 square foot element. And because we are using our entire element, the pressures will not rise any faster than that 420 or 520. And they might actually rise less because our hydraulics starting out are exponentially better than theirs. I want to jump in on that. Is it going to be the same, the 7 to 10 PSI higher from your starting pressure as when we need to clean the filter? Is there a, Does that change at all? No, that doesn't change. I think that's important for the hydraulics of the, the basic hydraulics of the system. If we can keep those pressures low, it's going to cost less to run that pool. They'll stick at that 10. Over. Yeah, 7 to 10 is always good. That's awesome. Hey, guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue with Jamie and Todd. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. 
Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation with Jamie and Todd. We're talking about Aquastar and the pipeline filters. To jump into the next question, Steve, uh, I almost called you Steve because I'm typing over here to Steve Barnes <laughs> over on the on the Insta chat. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm watching him over Huge here compliment. talk about how easy it is to get into those pleats and clean. So <laughs> one of the things to me that has always been a big deal, Zach, John, I think I've told you this story before, but I remember getting into the pool industry, not having a lot of experience. And I remember cleaning one of those stainless steel Purex filters, the ones that had the lid at the top that looks like a trash can. And... Being as naive as I was, obviously, and not knowing, I'm thinking to myself, I'm just going to hit the switch on and off to get that lid to kind of pop off a little bit. I had done it once or twice, and I'm like, oh, I got this. And so I show up to one pool, and I hit it, and that lid came off flying and almost took my head out. I mean, it was it got to the point that it grabbed the pressure gauge up at the top of it when it landed, and it completely pulled it off and cracked the top of the lid. But that's how much force it came off with. And so one of the things that I love about this product itself is the safety features that were built into this product because I could see a brand new pool guy or a homeowner in that situation. So can you talk a little bit about the safety features of the pipeline filters? Yeah, as I started the show with, it was Steve Barnes' number one thing. He's like, guys, if we're going to build a filter, we have to make it easy to get into and we have to make it safe. He'll tell you he was... When he was with Pentair, he handled a lot of the issues that came with filter separations and in injuries, right? That was the first and foremost thing that came to it. So we have incredible engineers. So we looked at him and said, okay, you got to make it safe and you got to make it the easiest and fastest to get into. And they're like, okay, no problem. Um, and we're looking at him going, what you do make you it mean? sound so simple. Yeah, right? okay, it, no problem. Right. I'll have that by next week. Yeah, right. They did. And um, maybe not next week. <laughs> we came up with a quad thread system where the O ring is actually on the body of the filter on the outside of it. If for some reason you forget to relieve the pressure on the air relief valve and you open up the filter, as you're working through those quads in that first safety stop, you'll take one full turn. You have to release two handles with two hands, rotate it around. It hits that first safety stop. At that first safety stop, through those threads, you have depressurized the system, right? So if you forgot to relieve the air, you'll get, your feet will get a little wet or you'll hear the air come out and the lid cannot come off. The worst case scenario is if you did leave the pump on and you're moving fast and you open it and 
water will flow down the sides of it. And again, you'll get your feet wet, but the lid will not blow off. So through that quad thread system, which was brilliant, and then where they put the O-ring, because we always want to keep that O-ring clean, right? We're not, we didn't put it in an area where debris is going to collect. Very strategic on that. Again, not obvious, but you look at it, looks really simple, but super important where we put that. And then to depressurize the system where that is, made it much easier with that quad thread. So everything kind of fell in line with that. But yeah, we've basically built a filter for the people that don't know or maybe are in a hurry, right? And it's going to save everybody from themselves. Or even those that are a little intimidated. I'll be I'll be completely honest. I've been in the industry as long as I have. And when I had a cartridge filter on my pool, I was I was afraid of it. And so I did use, I did swap out to ours and I have ripped into that thing multiple times because it's just so easy and it doesn't even need it half the time. I'm just like, oh, look how cool this is. I can take this apart and put it back together in 10 minutes for me. So, And Zach, from a safety standpoint, you have new employees that you're putting into your business all the time. Man, they're going to go through the same process that I did, right? They don't know. And so if they get out there, you put them out to do it. Man, there's that safety feature there that's just going to avoid that entire scenario. I think about it every time I clean a filter. Yeah. Is this the one? Oh, yeah. Back to what I said. I mean, just think of over the years, how many people have gotten hurt or injured? How many lawsuits have taken place? And nobody's done anything about it. And nobody's given a shit enough to do something about it. Because you know why? Because that one lawsuit or that one payout was a lot cheaper than putting all the R&D or all the whatever research into creating or, you know, reinventing the wheel in their eyes. And it's, that's the type of thing that I'm talking about that I think is what's fitting about what you guys are trying to do. And it's like saying something, okay, it, not that it can't be done, you know, it's just that they don't, other manufacturers at, for whatever reason, they just don't feel like it's necessary or it's not worth it. And that just the fact that you guys can sit there and say that this lid will not pop off. You will not get hurt. You'll get your feet wet. And that's about it. It's yeah. idiot proof. It's pretty the, much. It's the backbone of our company, right? We're, yeah. We've made drain covers for years to eliminate entrapments, right? So when we start looking at other technology where there are issues with injuries, we're going to address it. Well, and, and you also, I think somebody brought this up. It may have been Steve with the rise of these Swimply or, or Airbnb pool usages, like who's to say that somebody's not going to go and mess with someone's equipment that they don't understand. And that's something that scares me personally. And I think the more information we can get out to people about there's a safer way to do it, there's a better way to do it, the better. Um, yeah, I just want to throw that yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, not to be morbid, but one of the first uh, lawsuits that Steve dealt with was a death from a filter separation where a homeowner didn't want to wait through the weekend because they were having a party for their service guy to fit clean the filter. And he said he was going to do it on the following Monday. And she was like, absolutely not. I need this clean. I got a pool party. And Unfortunately, that ended in a tragic death. And that was his first, one of his first lawsuits that he was with Pentair on and had to deal with that. So major influence from him on that, right? For pointing that out, that literally, I'll never forget that day, that first meeting. We're all jazzed and excited about building the filter. And he sat there and goes, we have to figure out a safe way. Safety is number one. And it's happening. And it's happening now because I have a good buddy of mine who works for a, a, one of the biggest pool companies in the country. And I was on the phone with him and I remember him going out to a customer's house and he had a bandage on his head and through conversation was that the filter popped up and smacked him in his head. He couldn't do it. And that's why he called them to come out there to, to take care of it. And it, and this was just a few months ago. It is scary. dangerous. It's scary yeah. that it can happen. And what's frustrating is it's preventable and, and you guys seem to have done it. So kudos to you. 
Thank you. I think there's a TikTok or something that says, I understood the assignment. <laughs> that made me think of you guys. It made me want to do a TikTok. On I that. want so you I to think do I'm a TikTok. Do I feel like the last time I was on, you had just done a TikTok with your child. So I think we need to do oh, they that. They make me do all kinds of stuff. I'm going to do one with I understood the assignment. Sorry, I Zach. I love this. So you had touched on this a little bit, but the cartridge itself, is this a different element or is it the same one that the competition's using? It's the same media that the competition could get. I mean, like I said, Pleco makes our element, but we did the design because we were not happy with the hydraulic performance of the elements that we see today. Now, our core is very similar but the design itself, it's we've stretched it out to add more usable square footage. And we stretched that out because we wanted to eliminate. We didn't want to take an element and pack in a bunch of pleats and not be able to use that space to clean water just to call it a 300 or a 400 square foot filter, right? We wanted to make an element that was the rub. The rub is there, the mean. You got to find the mean, right? Like where's, how many elements do we need relative to where we can get our best performance hydraulically and then also our best performance cleanability wise. Yeah. And that's huge. And I mean, just this, like I said, this last week I'm out there and a lot of those filters, I mean, you clean it, clean it, clean it. And then you think you're done and you go whoop, and open those plates up and it's just packed full of crap. Yeah, they're filthy inside. That's like you, you can grab one of those cartridges for like 45 minutes and you'll make half of a dent. Yeah. I mean, they're that bad. Oh, and then when you're getting, I think what Todd's getting at too is there's always one side of the filter that's way dirtier than the other, <laughs> right. right? And then inside that core, you got a bunch of shit because that's where the water wants to kind of go through and everywhere else it's not. It's a bear. It's a pain in the ass. And maybe I'm a little more passionate about it because like Zach, these last couple of weeks in 115 degrees, I've been cleaning a lot of filters with all these sandstorms. Oh, last thing having. you want to be doing in 115 oh, degree heat. So <laughs> oh, and then... You're busting open a 520 because I believe when we're putting filters in, we do, let's say, I don't care what size pool, we're going to get the biggest filter we possibly can for that pool because that's what we want to do. But when it comes to cleaning a 520 cartridge or a 580 cartridge system, and then you lug those bastards out, right, and clean them out, and then you got low <laughs> water pressure, right? You're, it, it's going to be a one and a half hour ordeal to clean those bad boys. And it's frustrating. So I'm yeah. feeling you, Zach. They're not, not, they're not doing us, the big filters are not doing us any favors. They're actually, they're hindering no. what we're doing, right? The hydraulics are not as good. We're not cleaning water as well. And you guys spending 30, 40, 50 minutes cleaning a filter in 120 degree heat. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, time is, is money too. It's so crazy. you're losing money. Look, and when well. we talk about hydraulics too, I don't think we touched on this and I don't know if we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but like you were saying, imagine a selling point for a client or for a customer and not only saying, Hey, look, I can this filter is great because it makes it easier for me, but not only will it clean your pool better, but it'll also actually save you money, right? Because if you're not pushing or having to push that much water with your pump, what are you doing? You're saving money. If you have a variable speed pump, you're able to now lower that speed and you can actually sell it as, hey, look, it's going to save you a little bit of money too, because it's that hydraulically efficient that we don't have to ramp this thing up to X amount of RPMs in order to move that same amount of water and to filter it within a certain amount of time. Yeah. And so. then, and now when we want to start using our variable speed pumps to activate our jets and our waterfalls and our water feature, we don't have to use as much energy there, or you're going to get a better performing jet. Right. That's awesome. So, guys, let me ask the next question. And we've talked about this a little bit. And that is that you guys talk about the turbidity tests with the NFS. 
NFS, so, eh? <laughs> what is that? NSF? NSF. Is that, <laughs> NF? You had to have one this so, episode, Edgar. Right. But you see, you see how it is, John. Well, so I, I, I was going to ask that question. It's, you're it's, not here. I have to do it for you, John. There you go. There <laughs> right, it is. Thanks. That's exactly what I was going to say right now. You're not here to call me on it. And she just, instead of letting me have my moment, right. you know, which by the way, John, I let you. Don't, don't think that I didn't notice that when John said, oh, well, it's a, you know, it's idiot proof. And he just like went like that and stared in my direction. <laughs> I was going to call you out on that. Don't think so. Yeah, I look straight. Yeah. He just looks straight at me. Even Edgar can do it. <laughs> even Edgar can clean it. So, and then I have Jamie over here, which Jamie, I might have to get even bought for the end of oh, this podcast. Oh boy. Oh so. no. And I know where he's so, going to go I, with you it You know too. where I'm going, right? But so. I have leverage on Zach. So it could, it, it, this it, just, it's full it circle. Go bad, yeah. It's full circle shit show in this podcast. I'm so. clean. I'm clean. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know about so. that. <laughs> so tell us about the turbidity and why that's such a big deal. So NSF does a, a turbidity test and it's, it's kind of a two-phase test that they require every filter manufacturer to pass. So with cartridge filters, the turbidity test, you're allowed five passes to pass their standard. And so what that is, is we take a tank of water, they take a tank of water, they gunk it up with dirt, oils, anything that they can think of, and then run it through your filter and they call it a turnover as a pass. And you get five passes to clean the water up to 70%. And to me, that seems amazing and crazy inefficient. Amazing, not in the best way. In the best way, right. When you look at DE filters, they they pass the turbidity test in one turn, right? So we're looking at cartridge filters in our industry, and we're looking at the data that NSF is publishing, and we're four, four and a half, five times the turnover to pass the standard to clean water up to 70%. Again, crazy inefficient. So we built our unit. We knew we had a hydraulically, really good hydraulically performing filter. And then the idea of what we did with the element was to clean better, right? Clean water more efficient. And we didn't know what we were going to get when we sent it to them. We knew we were going to be better than four turns. They actually got their brass to call us, uh, called Steve Barnes and said, hey, Steve will tell you the story. He was nervous. He got on the call and he saw the head guys at NSF, and he was like, uh-oh. And uh, they said, we just want to congratulate you. You guys, you are the first cartridge filter that we have tested that passed the turbidity test in one pass, right? That's huge. We're outperforming hydraulically. Now we're outperforming almost four times on the cleanability side. We're actually cleaning water when we move through it. It's amazing, right? That's an amazing aspect of the filter. And then the other part, when we go talk about the cleanability of it, is they require... When you clean the element after you pass the turbidity test, that in your instructions, they will clean that element exactly how you tell them to, whether it's a garden hose, whether it's a bucket of chemicals that you have to set it in for 20 minutes and then put it back in. However your instructions say, that's how they will clean it and they'll put the element back in and you can lose up to 50% of efficiencies and still pass the test. Which is crazy. Again, very lenient, right? That's insane. Very lenient. So our instructions say clean the element with a garden hose, literally clean it with a garden hose. So they clean ours with the garden hose. They put it back in. We lost 2% efficiency, 2%, which is crazy. So when you look at those numbers and you look at our 27,000 or 35,000, and we're talking at 150 GPM, we're at four PSI 
and we lose 2% efficiency, we move to close to 6 PSI. And remember, those big units that we're used to dealing with are at 11 and 12 PSI out of the box. So we're hydraulically still outperforming them almost two times, even after one clean. So that test was, we lean on that hard, right? We lean on that because that's amazing. It's We want to clean water when we move through the system. And you're going to see, I'm not Steve and talk about codes and standards and yada, yada, but you're going to see in the future that we're moving past, we're going to move past square footage on our codes and standards. That's going away. It is going to be all about performance. And I like it to uh, what we used to do with uprated pumps. I don't know if Zach is, I think you might be too young in the industry to remember <laughs> uprated pumps, but we were literally sticking different labels on the same pump and sending it out. And that's why the DOE is in our space. They're in our kitchen because we did not handle that very well, right? We were misleading the service trade. We were misleading the industry and we were misleading the homeowners. That's why I truly believe very soon you're going to see square footage go away and it's all going to be based off of performance, which it should be. It absolutely should be. Edgar? Yeah, go ahead. Did you catch it? Todd goes, oh, Zach... You may be too young, but doesn't <laughs> look at. Do you remember what? operator pumps? I do. Okay. He, right. he, he doesn't. He's just saying I do, what? just to kind of. So, so let's talk about We're that old? for a second. Oh, can can, can you tell us about that? No, I'm kidding. I, that was I'm too kidding. confusing to ever grasp. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> they figured you out. They figured you out quickly. I was super excited because. First of all, got to geek out with the product, see it in person, shoot some videos, put some content that I'm dying to put out. So I really got some behind the scenes stuff. And I want to ask you about one thing that was just approved for you guys and released. Before I jump into that, because we're going to go down in a different path. Is there anything else about this filter that we think that needs to be highlighted? I would like to highlight that they're in stock and available now, which is huge and smooth. Um, no, smooth. Re- smooth. <laughs> Are you in sales? I, you know, I, I'm a sales-based marketer. I guess I kind of started with that. Also made right here. Well, not here, right in Ventura, California. So um, yeah, in stock, ready to go. We have a, a warehouse full of them and video footage to prove it and follow us on social because shameless plug. What about you, Todd? You think we covered everything? I think we did. I think, um, you know, the three most important things that I talk about all the time are the safety, um, the hydraulics and the cleanability on both sides, right? I think one thing that that I would like to highlight, because we always talk about how easy and how quick it is to get in it, it is just as fast to get back together. Yeah. And then one other massive thing for the people that live close to big bodies of water like the ocean, we don't have anything on this filter that's going to corrode. We're dealing, we're not dealing with bolts that rust, that are hard to get apart, clamps that rust, that are hard to get apart. There's nothing on there that's going to corrode. And it looks badass. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. It, Thank well, you. <laughs> it really does look badass. When we opened up that box and that thing came out, it was like, oh, this is slick. So, and that's one of the things with your guys' products and John talks about it. John has a big problem when people make, especially this day and age, make ugly looking products and his mouth just goes foul really quick. Like we looked at something one day and he's, he's sitting there. He's like, guys, you could bleep me out. He's like, what the f- is this? Like, like who designed this? Like who would want to put this on their pad? Like we're in 2022 and all your products, you know, just as much as you put to everything else that how slick they look are amazing. So I have a, my fiance, um, 
she has a company that makes a consumer product. So image is big to them, right? And uh, we came home with this filter design and showed her and she was like, no more Shame Shack. <laughs> it's not the Shame Shack. Like you guys are actually cleaning it up and making it look pretty. So yeah. It she is. calls your equipment pad the Shame Shack? Well, she calls everybody's equipment oh, pad oh, the Shame <laughs> Shack because it looks terrible. terrible yeah. Right? Like John was saying, like the, the yeah. Yeah. So the aesthetic part of it, she was pleased with. That's she awesome. didn't care about the hydraulics or the... No, no, but it looks a lot nicer. <laughs> Yours is probably like mine. I go, babe, when I talk about water chemistry, what do you hear? And she's like, PTSP something, RPP something, <laughs> something like that. It goes, yeah. so... That must be through NFS. I don't know. Huh? <laughs> I'm getting a look. Wow. John, I love John's you, Edgar. Fired. <laughs> He's asking for it. Oh, He's I'm, actually texting gonna, me what I'm supposed to say. I'm gonna, You're just not seeing I'm, I'm going to post those videos that we got of oh, our tide. No. We're going to post those on social media. Oh, no. So, guys, I was with you guys when you guys got the information. I feel important, John. For some reason, that made me feel important. I kind of hang out with these guys a little bit more. So they got the call, they got the call that they have a variable speed pump that cut approved and it's ready to go. Ready to go. And I am freaking excited about this. So we have, we have some time. So I want to talk about that. So. Yeah. You, I mean, you talk about a big project. The filter project was big and it was tough in, I think if you walked into the office and walked into our engineer's office and said, Hey, what's the hardest project you've ever done? The pump was, was it. So again, five years in the making, we've been working with the NSF certification for months and months and months and months now. And literally yesterday, Steve Barnes got the phone call that we are fully greenlit and the pump is 100% approved. So huge, 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 like such a, I don't want to sound monotone, but like, it's just such a relief because there's just so much work that went into that. And the checks and balances on a filter were nothing compared to when you start dealing with you know, the DOE and start dealing with NSF and down to the materials that you use for it and the efficiencies that you're moving water. I mean, we can put a pump together. We can, we're injection molders. We're really good at it. We can do the wet end. We can do the impeller. When you start talking about needing to move water through it in an inefficient way to pass the standard, that's a whole nother ball of wax, right? And our engineers are good, but when you look at that impeller, it's a different type of engineering and they taught themselves and they went through hundreds and hundreds of different impellers before we got to the unit that we settled on. And that entire wet end is completely engineered by us for performance. John, wait till you see this thing. You're going to go all geek out on this thing. (laughs) I did. I saw that video that you guys shot with that cool music background that you posted on Instagram. It's it's amazing. I I listened to it like 10, 15 times. No, I had the chance to see it. I've said it before and I, I'm super, super excited. And I just want to know what Aquastar is working on now that they're developing for five years because Uh-oh. I don't know if it's a coincidence. Can we talk about it, the pump a little bit? <laughs> you guys have some insight because look, you were talking about back in 2003, if I think you said the date was when you started making those, you saw BGB as, as something happening, right? And you wanted to get ahead of the curve. And when it finally hit in 2008-ish, you had... 17 products available and manufacturers had zero or maybe one, right? Well, five years ago, you started working on this pump and now it's available when, in order for us to get pumps, we're on nine month waiting lists in order to get a pump. So it's like a perfect timing again. I'd like to say we predicted COVID coming and that's why (laughs) Aquastar started working on this five years ago. 
don't know. I'm just wondering. So, I mean, you're teed up, ready to go, and it's an opportune time. As long as the product delivers, right? Yeah, that's- it it's a perfect opportunity for you. So I'm saying, hey, what are you guys working on now, so that I can start investing in it, so that in five years you guys are going to have the perfect trifecta of products that are coming out. So Nothing my- on the equipment pad is safe. nothing (laughs) we're going after it all um the support right now is huge right and you can see with what we've done in the past in the vgb moments that we had and in the business that we continue to accumulate the great customers and the great people like you guys that we deal with in this industry you can see it we just keep putting money back in right so that filter that's out there now we built a filter that we believe is the best in the industry even against those twice its size. This pump, there's quite a few regulations with the pump, right? There's lanes you have to stay within. But we took the lanes that we didn't have to stay within and tried to make them better. So we have that three horsepower variable speed. We have a horse and a half variable speed, Wi-Fi capability on the smart pumps, RS communication, automation compatible. We took the wet end where we could manipulate things and we made a patented volute style system, which added to our efficiencies. We give you two-inch connections and two-and-a-half-inch connection ports. And the most important part about the two-and-a-half-inch connection ports is it's a full, true two-and-a-half-inch flow. We don't give you a two-and-a-half-inch connection and choke it down right away. We don't want to lose those efficiencies. You made a comment yesterday, the basket is huge. It's a much bigger basket. It's more substantial. It's going to hold up. One tiny little thing is we put a bar at the bottom, the base of where that basket goes that supports the basket. So why wouldn't we support the basket when that's where the debris is going? And that's a failure point. And then we also keyed the basket so you can't put it in the wrong way. And then you'll also see some designs in the body that they look cool, but they're there for a reason, right? We moved the housing in in certain parts where we found dead spots in the competitor's pumps that make them lose efficiency. So we actually push the plastic in a way that helps that water actually spin properly and get pushed out the top properly. I can't go into anything else that we're doing. No. <laughs> Top secret. We do have a new retrofit ozone system. Are we ready to go into this? Absolutely. Okay. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> so, and our location of Texas right at this moment is pretty important to this product. It's yeah. very impressive. Yes. So this is another product we started down the road a few years ago. We make a new construction ozone corona discharge system that through one of the relationships that we've developed in the industry over the years challenged us to try to push the ozone through the skimmer. He felt like that was the most important part because, you know, we all know that's where biofilm builds up from the skimmer to the filter and how do we clean that. And so if that's where the biofilm is building, then let's move the ozone through there, keep that clean and break everything down before we get there. So we came out with that. It was a great product, but it's for new construction only, right? We're laying conduit. We can't use it as a retrofit. We have a great relationship with the NPC and we sell white goods, right? To all these applicators, a gentleman that um, is no longer with us, Greg Garrett had challenged us. We had a great relationship with Greg and he challenged us. You have to make a retrofit ozone system. He loved O3 because there was no byproduct, right? And so finally we got to the point where we were ready to make a retrofit ozone system. Our applicators kept asking us for it. Again, we pulled everybody's product in and looked at it and looked at what was good and what we thought was bad. And then we went to the field and said, where are the pain points? There were quite a few of them from, you know, the big manifold to you have to have an external power supply to the Maisy injector. Because when you're using retrofit on Corona Discharge, we need to use Maisy injectors, right? And um, that Maisy injector will calcify over time, actually very quickly in hard water areas. And you got to go in and you got to clean those out. 
And so um, the unit that I have here is a retrofit ozone system, power supply built in. We're running a low voltage unit. We have a transformer with it and we actually just plug it into a 110 outlet. So 12 inches on the return side in your plumbing, plug it into a 110 outlet. Your power supply is in here. Your bypass is in here. We are mechanically cleaning the Maisie injector slot in here. And then we are mechanically, with the back pressure, we're mechanically manipulating that as well relative to the output of the ozone. The other thing that was cumbersome, again, on hydraulics and what we wanted to accomplish on the hydraulic side is most Maisie injector systems, because of the big manifolds, you need about an 8 to 10 PSI pressure differential. So again, counterproductive to our variable speed pumps. To get ozone into the system, now we got to ramp our pump up. With this system, we are at two to three PSI pressure differential. So we can keep our flows really low and still get ozone into the system. And then this unit here puts out one gram an hour. So relative to how long you want to run your system, you can do a lot of oxidizing in your pool. On the retrofit side for the service techs and the guys doing remodels out there, this thing is a home run. Did you talk about my favorite part? Which is the star. The star. So we, yeah, we, we do have a star on top. Inside that star, we put some LEDs in there. Not super bright, but that's where your functionality comes from relative to it telling you that it's working. So as our ozone is working, we'll get a slow pulse that will light up our aqua star. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, and then all of your air codes will be in there relative to its flashing. So you're not getting ozone production. I think Zach asked yesterday, what, what's my maintenance? And really, the only maintenance in here is to keep the flow path clean. And we're on the return side of the filter and the heater, so that shouldn't be an issue. So there's really no, you don't have to clean out the Maisie injector. You don't have to worry about the backflow of ozone back into the tube and destroying the ozone output. We talked about the pump and the filter, and I'm crazy excited about that. It was an amazing project, and we're Happy to get them both over the line. But this right here is what I'm most excited about. This thing's amazing. That's pretty cool. And I said, it looks cool as hell. It kind of looks like a sapphire, you know, like a gem or yes. I don't know. It's, it's The best was like at the shows. What do you think that is? And the answers, I mean, think, somebody yeah. said back to the future. Like yeah, Nobody guessed it because we, we deal with capacity. <laughs> Right. deal with big, mani- valve. Yeah. big <laughs> manifolds and we deal with power supplies when it comes to ozone generators. So no one guessed it. The funny, the design came from Olaf walked into, and he's a little crazy sometimes and we love him for it, uh, but he walked into the war room and he sat down and he had this ball that he had picked up at Big Five and I can't remember the name of the ball, but it was this shape. And he goes, we're going to make the retrofit ozone system and this is the ball that we're going to mimic it after. And I want everything inside there. I want the bypass in there. I want the electronics in there. I want everything in that system. Now, are those available right now? (laughs) We're about a month out and we'll be ready to go. Again, I can't, I'm so excited about this system because we know we have such a great relationship with NSF that we listen to, we go to their shows and we listen to the classes. Oh, I'm sorry. And NSF, (laughs) but NPC. And we listen to the issues that they have relative to the startups and, you know, the, the modeling that happens and from maybe it's chemical warfare that happens, but they want it. I'm so excited for this because there's just no byproduct to ozone. There's no byproduct. And if you can get it in the system in an efficient way, it is absolutely the most aggressive way to clean water. 
Jamie, just food for thought here from the marketing standpoint. Mm -hmm. You need to do a TikTok or a video and then shine bright like a diamond. Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. A star is born. Yeah, I'm not going to take that credit, by the way. I'm not that smart. That was Shannon on here in the Insta <laughs> chat. She's like, shine, shine, like the, shine bright like a diamond. Big shout out I to like you, Shannon, that. out there. We really appreciate that. I can the, see that in the trade pubs. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Shine bright like a diamond. Yeah. The other thing that I want to do is I want to big, give a huge shout out to Jeanette Horn. And Jeanette is a huge part of our community. And she sent me a message and said, Hey, we're going to miss you today. I just landed in New Jersey to surprise my dad for father's day. So excited. I hope you guys have a great show. So Jeanette, you know that we're big, huge fans and we really appreciate that. Just the fact that she's going off and she's kind of always has us in the back of her mind. So appreciate that. Guys, let's do this. Let's take our last word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray, all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation podcast. We continue our conversation with Jamie and Todd from Aquastar Pool Products. 
We talked about the pipeline filters. We talked about their new variable speed pump that's coming out. And we actually talked about our new shine bright like a diamond, right? That's That's got to be the tagline love for it. it. I, I love, I love it. it. So Shannon... <laughs> Big shout out out there to you. So guys, let's get our final thoughts. Zach, let me go with you first. This has been a really interesting trip and it's been really fun to hang out with you guys and learn about the products. And like I was saying earlier, just from the moment I walked through the door, it was like we were already diving into the features and the filter is absolutely awesome. And I'm just excited and love the idea of someday having a filter that everyone on my team becomes a filter cleaner. And I cannot say it enough because it's been a huge challenge for us to get all our cleans done because we have a couple people that are capable of doing it. So it would just be absolutely awesome to have a route full of these filters. They can pop it off. It'd be quick. It'd be easy. We could do it more frequently, like you were saying. And I love the idea that you're safety minded. You know, we've talked a lot and everything's about safety, safety, safety. And I think that's huge. And I think that it's a big topic in our industry, but it it's not the biggest topic or it's not as big as it should be. So I think that's absolutely awesome. And lastly, I just have to give you and Leanne a big thank you. You've been awesome hosts. You've treated me like royalty, hampered me. So I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, did you look at the face that John's making like, what? So John, let me get your final thoughts. They made me sleep in the garage. Look, I did a lot of talking already, and I'll kind of recap real quick. But first, I, I just want to thank everybody. Todd, Jamie, you guys are amazing. Thank you for taking the time to fly out to Texas to to sit down and talk with us and have this podcast. To everybody out there listening, you've come to know us over the years that we're not ones to really peddle products or talk about products. That's not really our thing. Our purpose is to better the industry and to make every pool service company owner or technician or builder or whatever's job just a little bit more easier and for them to become more profitable and more efficient in what they do. But sometimes a product and what our purpose is, those intersect, right? And I think with Aquastar and the new line of products that they've come out with has hit the sweet spot, right? And it's gotten to that point to where these aren't just every average everyday filter or your average everyday ozone or pump or whatever it may be. This is actually new innovative product. And the reason why we're talking about it and we've dedicated this episode to it is because we truly think that if you use these products, it's going to better you, right? It's going to make you more efficient. It's going to make you more profitable. It'll make your clients more happy. And that's the ultimate goal, right? That's what we're in business for. And that's what we're trying to do. And I think what Aquastar and you guys have come out with, you guys have hit a home run. And I'm looking forward to more newer, innovative products coming out from you guys. And not just from you, but from all the manufacturers, right? I think it's very healthy that we create competition because competition drives innovation. And I think that's kind of where where you guys are at. And I hope that other manufacturers out there listen and try and try to make us better than what we are. And good enough isn't good enough. I just want to thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I always have a good time talking to you too. Zach and Edgar, it's cool seeing you guys together in the studio. Can't wait for us to be there next time, all three of us. And then when I do move out there, for us to kind of do it full-time, looking forward to it. So thanks again. I know everybody's busy. Much appreciated. Now I got to get out in the heat and start cleaning more filters. Clean more filters. Oh boy. (laughs) Thanks, John. So just one quick thing before we jump. So while Zach was talking about being treated like a king and all that, 
Leslie, we know that you're listening. We love you. She goes, enjoy it while you can, my friend. <laughs> I started sweating. Oh, yeah. he's, he's sweating over here going, I shouldn't have said anything. So <laughs> I'll give my final thoughts and then I'll, I'll let Todd close the podcast. But look, we've talked about it. We, we need people to come in and people to be disruptors into the industry. I love the fact that you guys are coming in and kind of going you know, forget about everything that we've learned in the industry. Forget about that product. We need something completely fresh, completely new, get out of the box. And one thing that I'll be quite honest with you kind of pisses me off is that you've had people that have died because of lids of filters and nothing has been done about it. So that tells me, which I didn't know, but that tells me that they settled the lawsuit, whoever it was, and they moved on and they continue to do things and business as usual. And that as, as a human kind of pisses me off that they have the ability and they can't come back to us and tell us, oh, well, it's something that can't be done because here came Aquastar and very quickly did it. So that A, B, I love that you guys are putting every thought process into it that you're like, we're not going to say no, that it can't be done. We're going to look at it. We're going to find every opportunity and we're going to better the industry and better the product. So Spending this time with you guys the whole time, I've just been super excited because that's what you can gather from your company is that you guys are complete game changers into this industry. And I know that you guys can say it, but I will to the big three. You guys better put your game on. I'll be honest with you because, I mean, these guys are innovative. They're passionate about it. There's none of the old style of we do it like this because we do it like this. And that's exactly what the industry needs. So, and they listen. And, and they listen. So that's absolutely amazing. I've loved spending time with both of you and hanging out with you and kind of getting to see a little bit more behind the company. So anyway, sorry I threw that before. I, I'm going to throw <laughs> it here last <laughs> to Todd. So uh, Todd, I'm going to let you close the podcast. All right. A couple of fun announcements. Uh, we just brought on uh, Devin Khan Associates, who is repping our product line through the entire country. So it, it was in, important for us to bring on a group that could handle the entire country to keep our message consistent and then also keep that feedback consistent that's coming back from the field. And then we just hired a new uh, West Coast sales manager has been in the industry for 20 some years, Daniel Nicholas, and he's going to handle the West Coast for us. Another incredible talent that Olaf has allowed us to to bring into the company and then both touched on it about the the progression that Aquastar sees in what we can accomplish. A big part of that is your guys' support, right? The support of the industry, consuming these products, using them, feel Being like, open to the new message. Yeah, you know? open yeah, open changing habits. So that support is huge. And and when we get that support, man, the sky's the limit with what we can do. Like I said, Olaf's just crazy enough to pull a couple more rabbits out of his hat before we're done here. He's a visionary. He is a visionary. All I'm going to say is this, John. Imagine if I go up to him and I go, okay, listen to me for just a second. I have an idea. Just hear me out. <laughs> just hear me out, yeah. right? I think I'm think i afraid to introduce uh, the two of you, actually. I think, <laughs> I think John would grab me by the back yeah. of the shirt and be like, get out of here. Stop <laughs> opening your mouth. You got no business. So, but he'll listen. That's yep. awesome. So we've really enjoyed having you guys here. John, I know that you need to get out there and you need to hit it at 115 degrees. So we're going to let you go. Zach, I've really enjoyed having you come up here. That was kind of fun. And Todd, Jamie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your support. And uh, we're looking forward to a lot more podcasts. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And thank you for what you do for the industry. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a great one. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 
Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way, may not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.